interesting how we are able to communicate in this world while everyone are so different one from the other and everyone has such different world of ideas and concepts and understandings and still the maker of the universe is connecting our channels even though they are completely different and just to make it clear um, even if we're going to choose to talk about one topic one subject um, we'll choose for an example to talk about Avraham Avinu and we all going to hold Avraham Avinu as a man of faith as a man of kindness as a man that like we know some of his history and on and uh, most likely that we know similar things but still in your mind, in your imagination, Avraham Avinu is a total different person than mine. The Avraham that is in my mind is the Avraham that I learned about, like kindness, the word, the concept of kindness, of like hospitality, bringing people into your house. It's like it, those are different things. I would host differently than the way you would host, like Avraham Avinu. The way you imagine Avraham was hosting is based on how you're hosting, on the hosting that you saw and learned or desired to be able to host that way in your life, based on your life experience. So it's a total different act than mine, than my understanding about Avraham. And still the maker of the universe, and that's the point that we are discussing of Kadosh Baruch Hu, the maker, is able to make us all connect even though we're very, very different one from the other. And this is the wonder in creation that the maker of the universe is beyond and above all. And he is the main supervisor who taking care of all things. Because without that peacemaker, without that divine spirit that makes all one we would all spread to the sides as if out of the galaxy but in reality now there is a great center there is a great magnet that is connecting us and what is that magnet i spoke about it in the past few times and I mentioned the Hebrew word for love, and that's ahava. And ahava is a word that is written in a very special way. We're writing the letter Aleph and then the letter Hey, writing the letter Bet and then the letter Hey again. And that is a deep secret that is revealing to us what is the glue and what is the connection between any two particles of creation and it's the name of Hashem that represents in the letter hey is one of between all letters between Aleph to Bet you have hey and on and on and on. This is saying, the Ruach 
Kim Merachefet, of God, is hovering upon the water. The Sefer Yetzira, the book of making, book of creating, that was probably written by Avraham Avinu, that that is our tradition, that that book is related to Avraham. In that book, it's written that the verse Ruach Elohim Merachefet Al Maim is explaining the nature of all particles of creation. And we know that even by science, that there is a field of energy that is called Chashmal, that is kind of Malbush, of covering, certain kind of outfit that is surrounding like an opposite magnet field rejecting and pulling, rejecting and pulling, maintaining the individuality of each cell, separating it from the rest, but holding them attached to each other. And that, that is the Ruach Elohim Merachefet Al Because in the beginning of creation, water was the essence of creation. In the beginning, the world was all covered by water. So we see that anything that came out in creation actually came out that some of the things came out of the land after the land was revealed. Still, the land was also an outcome from the water. Therefore, all the land outcomes are also outcomes from the water itself because water were premier. Water was the beginning. And this is why also, and this is a very deep secret, I hope I will be able to repeat it without making mistakes. Um, but this is also via the name of Hashem Itbarach. And I will guide you a little bit and going to give you a certain guiding explanation also about meditation, how to meditate in a way that will very fast bring you to very high level of sense of godliness. When you're going to try that kind of meditation that I will explain to you right now, very, very fast, you will find yourself in a, in a very high level, in a very high zone. You will feel very connected. So... The meditation is based on the name of Hashem, that we know that the name of Hashem we're not allowed to write, we're not allowed to say. So we're not mentioning and we're not saying the name of Hashem. We're just imagining, thinking about that name in our mind and just letting it be. Letting the being of the name of Hashem in our mind purify us, cleanse us, heal us, build us, take us to the levels, to the places. We don't do much. We just bring the name to our mind, and then we're going to work with that, and I will explain. First of all, we're thinking about it is written in Yud, K, Vav, K. Letters are letter Yud, and then the letter Hey, and then the letter Vav, and then again the letter yud k vav k think about that name imagining that name in our mind and then the next level 
to break down that name into its letters. What does it mean? That we're going to take each of those letters, the letter Yud, that are combinating the word Yud. Yud is the name. Yud is the name of the letter. The way to write the letter Yud is to write Yud, Vav, Nalit. To the ones that are already in panic attack, oh man, how am I going to remember that? What am I going to do? How will I meditate? I already don't know what he's talking about. It's already taking me too far. Guys, this video is recorded. You can re review it, see it, and watch it again and again and again and again. You can pause. You can write down those letters for yourself later on. There is no stress to write it all down now. There is no pressure to understand it all now. You can review it over later with no pressure, with no stress. And also, if you're never going to do it, it's also going to be good. Just to hear that information and to learn about the power and energy and potential of us using the holy letters of the name of Hashem in general, the letters of the Hebrew language, the holy language, is already very... Um, it's 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 very useful for the mind to grasp that kind of information and it's building vessels and it's expanding our knowledge and it's opening our view to more concepts in Judaism and it's helpful even if you're not finding yourself able to practice this kind of meditation as for now so like we said first of all the first step in this meditation is to think about the name of Hashem Barach, yud and hey and vav and Hey, thinking about the name of Hashem Barach that is written like that in Yud K Vav K. After you feel that you have that name in your mind and you're able to imagine and to illustrate the letters inside your mind and you're thinking about them one after the other in the right order, Yud and then Hey and then Vav and then Hey, then we're breaking the letters to their names, to their letters. The letter Yud, that is the first letter in that name of Hashem, Yud Kei Vav Kei, so the letter Yud, is being written with Yud Vav Dalet. We're saying Yud, while actually Yud is being written in three letters, Yud, Vav, Dalet. So then we imagine and we paint and we write into our minds the next level of Yud Vav Dalit. And then we move to the letter Hey. Hey is the next one. The way to write the letters of the letter Hey are few. You can write the letter U, the letter Hey with Hey, Aleph. And you can write the letter Hey with Hey, Hey. But I'm recommending you now to write it for yourself and to remember to write the letter Hey to break it down to. Hey and then Yud. Hey with Hey and Yud. The way to write Hey is open to few ways. You can write the letter Hey in Hey Aleph, in Hey Hey, and in Hey Yud. Those are three ways to read the word Hey. So we're going to choose the third one that I mentioned. We're going to think about the letter Hey while being written with Hey and Yud. There are different qualities in each of the ways of 
imagining or writing the name of Hashem in those different combinations. It's, the, it's going to be the same pronunciation, but it will not contain the same knowledge. It will not contain the same normal value or essence of letters that is very important to different things, but we're not going to discuss that now of all the options and all the angles to look and review that, but to this kind of meditation that I'm recommending right now, I am talking about a meditation that in a very fast, very short time, can take the person to a very high spiritual level for him to be able to sense godliness, for him to feel a very strong connection by that meditation. For that purpose, I recommend to imagine in your mind the letter Hey as Hey and Yud. So we wrote the letter Yud in Yud Vav Dalit, and then the letter Hey in Hey and Yud, and then the letter Vav. Again, the letter Vav can be written in few ways. I will recommend to write Vav and Vav. You can write Vav Aleph Vav. But I will recommend in this meditation to write Vav and Vav. Two ways that the letter Vav can be written. Vav Aleph Vav or Vav Vav. In this meditation, I would suggest to think about the combination being written in Vav Vav, without the middle Aleph, and then going to the next one. The next one is the letter He again, like we said, Yud, K, Vav, K. The last letter He again is being written, as we said before, with He and Yud. When a person is aiming that name, the numeral value of those letters of the Yud Vav Dalet, Hey Yud Vav Vav and Hey Yud is connecting the person to the central point of creation that is called Even Hashtia. Even Hashtia is the point that the maker of the universe created the physical world from before time, before creation, there was no world. It was all unity of the maker himself. Infinity was covering all. And then the kind, merciful maker wanted to reveal his unconditional love to someone, but it was all full of his godliness. So there was no one to influence on. There was no one to give him anything. Therefore, the Creator, with his great understanding, moved himself to the sides. He found a central point in the center of infinity that is already a, an idea that cannot be explained. How you can find a center in infinity. In infinity, there is no place, so you cannot find the center. But the Creator found the central place in in himself, probably his heart or something, found the inner place of his goodness and moved himself to the sides and created an empty space. And to the center of that empty space that was emptying 
so-called from his godliness, he sent a beam of light from outside, from the light of infinity that was there before. And from that light, he sent a beam of light to the center of infinity. And from that point in the middle of emptiness, he started to create the worlds. That central point is called Evan Hashtia, the stone that things has been established based upon. That stone is the stone in the Temple Mount, in the central point of the Temple Mount, that stone was standing. Abraham, our father, sacrificed his sacrifice of deer on that rock. Yitzchak Avinu was over there lying on that rock. Yaakov sacrificed his sacrifice and put his head on that rock. And on and on and on. Many of our righteous people saw that place, been to that place before it was built as the temple of Hashem in Yerushalayim. And then came King David and built the Western Wall. And to its eastern side, Shlomo, his son, built the temple. And the temple had a place that was called Kodesh HaKodeshim, the holiest place of them all, that on that place, in that place, the holy ark, with the holy tablets, the complete tablets, and the broken ones were put up on that rock, same rock, Evan Hashtia, in Kodesh HaKodeshim. The ark was put up on that rock, and only the great Kohen, once a year in Yom Kippur, was allowed to enter to that place and to pray, to bring forgiveness and atonement to the whole world once a year, and no one else would be allowed to enter to that place. That is the place that the Creator started to form His light of infinity into physicality. It was that stone, Evan Hashtia. The numeral value of the letters that we mentioned, Yud, Vav, Dalet, Hey, Yud, Vav, Vav, and Hey, Yud, that that is the combination that we're breaking down from the Yud K Vav K of the first main name of Hashem is equal to that concept of Evan Ashtia. And that's why when a person is meditating and using those letters in his mind, he's able very fast to uplift himself from physicality to a very high level of spiritual connection with the maker of the universe in prayer, in that meditation. To practice that is the easiest thing of them all. You should find your way to write down those letters. You can open your eyes while doing that meditation. It does not need to take you more than three to five minutes to do so. And you're already going to feel a change. So you write for yourself the letters of the second layer. You don't write the name of Hashem Yud Kevavke. Like we said, there are great holy 
powers to that name that even if it's written, being written, it cannot be erased. And therefore, there are many, many ways that we need to protect ourselves from writing that name. But the second layer can be written. There is no prohibition of writing the breaking down the second layer of letters of that name. So Yud, Vav, Dalet, and then Hey, and then Yud, and then Vav and Vav, and then Hey and Yud are a list of letters that everyone can write for himself. And when you write those letter for yourself, letters for yourself, you can remind yourself of those letters and imagine them easily in your mind. After you come into that place, in that meditation, that you're reviewing those letters and you let them circle and spin in your mind and travel and move in your mind to the place that they need to go to, that's the time to pray. That is the time to connect yourself to the maker of the universe. Like I told you a few times, I had the merit to pray three times during my lifetime, 40 days straight, six hours each day on one topic, three times for 40 days, six hours each day on one topic. And that topic was the complete redemption of the world the complete redemption of the public of Israel within the wide world, within all the rest of the nations. That was the topic I chose to pray for. I don't know what there is else to pray for unless a person is struggling. If a person is struggling and he needs salvation in a matter that is very close to his mind, to his heart right now, and is occupying his brain and he can't function, then the person needs to pray for his troubles. But if you are free from troubles and you need to pray for something, I don't know what there is to pray for except for complete redemption. So that's what I was choosing to do. And I was dedicating hours on hours on hours for that prayer. And I recommend for you, after finding yourself in that place, after doing this very holy meditation, to connect yourself in prayer for the redemption of the world, to pray for the children of our maker, for them to be saved. Because there's a lot of darkness out there. There are many angles of war, many, many battlefields, and we are being attacked in many, many ways. And everyone feels the war in a different aspect of his life. One just feels so dark and one just feels so sad and, and broken. One is so close to despair like he never was before. One is afraid for food, doesn't know what he will do, how he will support himself. And one is afraid from the news or from whatever will take place in the future. The real truth is that the evil inclination, the Yetzirah, is doing the maximum that he can to break our spirits. And therefore, we need to aim our hearts in the strongest and in the most powerful and direct way to reconnect ourselves through the root of our soul to the maker of the universe. 
we must remind ourselves there is no way in the world that the world potential today is lower than the world's potential in the days of Moshe or in the days of Yoshua Binun, when wonders took place in the lives of the children of Israel. There is no difference in the world. The nature has not been changed or downgraded at all. Just that our mindset, our faith is being distracted. The war of the evil inclination against our spirits, against our souls, took us to battle after battle, found ourselves now hurt, broken, sad, tired, lonely, and confused. And therefore, our faith is lacking that understanding wonders can take place in our days in greater ways than it was in the days of Moshe and Yoshua Binun, because our sages told us and revealed that knowledge to us all, that in the days of redemption, people will not discuss even and will not even mention the wonders that took place in the days of Exodus, of coming out of Egypt, and not because the day will be forgotten, just because the, the wonders that will take place in the future to come will be way greater than the wonders that took place in the days of Moshe. And if today we're going to talk about the wonders and miracles that took place in the days of Moshe, we're all going to wonder, where are we and where are those? Like, it was so fantastic. It was so amazing. Like, we don't have 1% of the wonders that took place in those days. But in the future to come, that is soon to come, wonders that will take place will leave us so overwhelmed and so inspired that we won't even bother to mention the wonders that took place 3,000 years ago. If back then the Red Sea was open to a whole nation, today in our days the ocean will be open to every individual. If back then they would be able to see things through the water, you'll be able to see much, much more. If back then they came out with great wealth, but that great wealth was temporary because they all finished their lives in the desert or part of the, of the people that were able to cross the 40 years of the desert also made it through to the land of Israel. So they lived with their wealth for a certain time the eternal redemption will be endless. There will be no end to time after the last redemption. So the wealth and the joy and the satisfaction of prosperity that will shine in the day of redemption will be a never-ending one. So therefore, there is no way even to compare the first redemption to the last because the last one is eternal. It's bringing us to a realm of eternity that will never end prosperity of, of, of blooming and, and, and growth that never ends. Therefore, to that day we're aiming, and therefore a person must work on himself, an individual, very serious work to restore and rebuild the ruins of his faith, of his gigantic faith, of his massive faith, of his faith in a maker, not in God, the word God can leave the maker so far away from our eyesight. 
The maker is the one that makes the world spin, is the one that makes the world work, is the one who creates the world, who brings the sun and moves the moon and bring us to life, that he's coordinating all the cells and all our blood systems and all the oxygen system and all our all the systems in the world, the, the, the trees to, to be green and the oxygen to be cleaned and purified in the trees, and, and water to stream and wave in the sea and create more oxygen and more air to the world to breathe and fish that are swimming from one shore to the next and deers and animals that are running and jumping all over the place and all under a great harmony and great order of the divine one that we believe in him. All that order is synchronized in perfection to bring the world to its correction, to its perfection, to its beauty, and, and for its purpose. And we need to reconnect ourselves to that with our faith. We must aim our minds to that idea that there is a maker that is walking among us, that he is the letter hey between any two particles, that he is the Ruach Elohim al that he is the divine spirit, Hashem that is hovering upon the water. And like we said, that the water are the essence of all particles of creation because all creations came out of the water. Therefore, the spirit of Hashem, Hashem himself, is the live spirit that revives and protects and purifies and maintains each and every individual and any individual cell within our systems to live and to be coordinated with all the rest. And the way for you to connect yourself to Hashem is first of all to understand the place He begins is right where I end, like in the tip of my nose, exactly where I start to talk, that's where He starts to listen. In the moment that I give my eyesight one movement out for me to start seeing, that's where Hashem is starting to be seen. Hashem is all over you and within you, also in between the cells of your body, in between the atoms. He's running the systems from within. He's filling all the spaces and He's covering them from outside. He's the life spirit within us, and He's our life. And like I said it before, a fish that swims in the water, He's aware to the food, He's aware of His friends, He's aware of the ground, and He's aware of the air source above Him. But to the water, He is unaware of. Even though that water are his life environment and they supply his life, they supply his oxygen, they allow him to swim, they allow him to meet his friends and for them to live. Everything depends on water, but he, because that he is so surrounded and swallowed into the water, he is unaware of their existence. This is how we are with Hashem. Everything is coming to our mouths, to our hands, to our eyes, through Hashem. We cannot reach anything. Without Hashem, there is only separation that is expanding and disappearing into infinity, into the darkness, like into a black hole that is just swallowing it and it never comes back. But Hashem is the glue. Hashem is the connection. 
Therefore, any book you ever read was handed to you by Hashem. On any food that you put into your mouth, you need to bless Hashem and to say, thank you, Hashem. On any drink, on any site, on every good thing that happens to you, you need to thank Hashem because Hashem is the provider. Hashem is the, 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 the supervisor. Hashem is the supplier of all the things that you have ever experienced in your life. So to connect ourselves to him is to break out from the borders of our limitations and not to be scared anymore from crossing the limits to find our true potential. Based on that meditation, I explained to you, a person can reach a very high level of inner connection to his inner spring of powers to connect himself to the ancient archives of endless knowledge that his soul is connected to from within. When you come to that place of connecting yourself through the name of Hashem in Yudke Vavke, and then in the letters that we broke down and explained before, and then you come to that place that you start talking and praying to Hashem and connecting yourself, I'm telling you, you're already in a very high level. Don't be afraid to ask for great things. Don't be afraid to demand for great salvations, for great changes in the world. Imagine to yourself that you've been called and been invited to cross some deep gates into high hierarchies, into enormous places in the house of Hashem, and you're already with Him, and now you have an opportunity to ask, don't drop the ball that time. When you're already there, after entering, even though that it's a short process, I'm telling you, it's short but powerful. And you can achieve with your prayers in that place very high achievements and to bring down huge amounts of bounty and even complete redemption for the whole wide world, like we're asking on daily basis. So give that a try, give that a chance, and may Hashem answer all your prayers and requests in no time. Amen. Can you hear that song? Now, Bezat Hashem, I'll be happy to answer questions to our friends in the Emunah Circle. Please. I, I don't know if it's a question, uh, but yesterday, when I was uh, preparing to the evening prayer to finish Shabbat, and I stood, I was holding the cup of wine, I just felt a huge blockage in myself and I didn't know how to do it. And actually I'm doing it so, so I know how to do it and I know the words and I have to I had to close my eyes and I don't know if it, if it was short prayer or it was just like quick thinking and then something just like broke inside of me and everything just went absolutely smoothly and I didn't know how to call this moment what was that like we said before there are borders 
that are separating us for our own protection between every cell and cell every position and position even every moment and moment and the truth is that sometimes we're crossing from one moment to the next without understanding that we crossed a moment that we moved went up to the next level to the next floor but sometimes the maker of the universe he wants us to be aware of his presence and therefore he makes us forget and he makes us suffer certain kind of need and when we need him and then we call him for us it's a very powerful reminder of his existence so he created that blockage for you for you to so to speak forget him forget the text forget the way to connect and then he forced you reminded you of the potential of your of you of yours to connect yourself to him through prayer he reminded you of that tool and then when you used it you found it useful you found yourself reconnected so that's a great reminder for a person that anytime that he's in trouble anytime that he's suffering certain kind of darkness in his life he should pray and when you'll pray you shall be answered thank you so much for sharing and reminding us of that great potential of prayer how important it is and powerful it is to use in any time of challenge and any kind of poverty if it's mind poverty or a pocket one thank you hey rav i have a question uh i'll throw this one in um where does that um um faster than firstborn um source from so the people of israel when they came out of egypt um before they came out the maker of the universe um separated the people of israel from the egyptians he brought down the plague of makat bechorot on all the elders of egypt to die and he we marked our houses for the angel of death to know on which houses to skip and he was skipping our houses to protect our elders okay in that plague not everyone died there was no risk for everyone to die there was a risk only for the elders to die so with the blood of the young sheep that we put on our doors the angel of death skipped passed over our houses and by that the lives of our elders been saved so since that day all the elders they are dedicated to Hashem and Hashem chose the elders of the children of Israel to be dedicated for him they were supposed to work in the temple but the maker saw that it will be an issue mothers are not so easily letting their kids go to work elsewhere 
So he saw that the compassionate mothers of Israel will find it very hard to send their children to go to work in the temple of Hashem. So we made a certain switch. Hashem took all the Kohanim from the tribe of Levi to serve him in the temple, and they are the replacement for, for all the elders of the children of Israel. So one tribe, the group of the Kohanim, are serving in the temple of Hashem instead of the elders. And by that, we are like fulfilling our obligation to give the elders to Hashem because the Kohanim are there. But because that the elders were saved from the angel of death in that last plague in Egypt, all the elders need to fast in the day before Passover begin before Lela Seder. And by doing that, by doing so, fasting and not eating in that day, we are kind of atoning and perfecting ourselves for no judgments to hit in that day when the angel of death was hitting the elders of the Egyptians. Um, Rav, uh... The Kohanim, um, is there a connection with back when the golden calf, um, the Kohanim came to the side of, uh, I guess it was Moses? So uh, the Kohanim, sinning and the the Kohanim so the Kohanim are part of the tribe of Levi. Those are two families inside the tribe of Levi, okay? The children of Aharon were chosen to be the Kohanim family. But all the rest of the tribe of Levi, except for the family of Aharon, they all stayed Leviim. In the temple of Hashem, all the Leviim are in charge of certain obligations. And part of it, one of the main parts is music. They're playing the music in Beit Mikdash singing and playing and the family of Aaron that was also part of the tribe of Levi they all were dedicated to become Kohanim now the situation that took place with Moshe and the tribe of Levi Moshe was also Levi right Moshe is the brother of Aaron both of them are the children of Amram and Amram he was a Levi so all the tribe of Levi jumped and stood by Moshe, not only the Kohanim, the tribe of Levi. They were fighting on the side of Moshe with all the golden calf kissers. They were all rejected by Moshe and the tribe of Levi. Yeah. You should not kiss no golden okay. statues. No, no. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to go that route. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. No kissing gold here. Yes, please. Can I ask something? Hey, oh. oh, never mind. I didn't know. 
You can ask. David will ask next. Okay. You had mentioned music, and that was going to be part of my question because I was listening to one of your YouTubes, and you said that music was in this higher place than thought, and I was just wondering if you could run that by me real quick since I couldn't really get it out of what you were saying. Okay. So a few things I will say. Um, first of all, yes, the world of music, olam ha-nigun, the world of tune, the world of music, <laughs> The higher world than the world of thought, even though the thought is the highest level in the man's body, so it represents the highest floor in spirituality as well. Music is coming from above. Music is coming from a place of inspiration that is external to the body, that is from a higher place of the body. So when a person is connecting himself to music, he does not think music in his mind. He's thinking music elsewhere. It's like his thoughts are wandering to the hall of music, to that place where music is at, and it's higher than the person's body. So the world of music is higher. Now, when a person is dressing his prayer in music, means that he's singing his requests, that he is singing, he's composing his atonements, his confessions, his conversation with the maker. By doing that, it is as if he is covering the queen with cloaks of honor, with royal garments, with the beautiful dress of her kingship that cannot be rejected by the king. When the king see the queen, with her beautiful um, royal dress, he cannot stand, ignore her beauty. She's being accepted by him. So when a person is approaching with a prayer that is wrapped with music, then that is a prayer in that aspect of Eshet Chayil, a woman that is super powerful with great forces, that must be answered. That prayer must be accepted and answered by Hashem. So it's a sgula, it's a powerful tool, very powerful tool for the individual prayer or the written prayer to be sang, to be composed. And it can be with any tune, with any music you like or that you composed yourself. There is no place for judgments on that. Oh no, silly song. What? A, no. If you felt comfortable singing music that is the perfect music for that prayer thank you thank you yes david we're with you shalom 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 um okay i had a situation recently where i met a rabbi in new york city who lives in Jerusalem. He is he was here for a few days and uh, something very serious. He's acting very, 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 very inappropriately. And uh, I guess maybe this is a question to ask you personally. Maybe this is a question to ask you personally. Now after because, everyone, everyone are like, oh man, we lost that. Okay, yeah, maybe it's better, David. But in any case, yes, the world is crazy and it makes people... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So what can we do? Like definitely the world is 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 uh, there is something that is called Yeridata Olamot, the 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 world's falling, the world is falling, collapsing, crashing. And like people that has attachment to this world, they might find themselves fall with falling with with the dollar rate. Like the dollar is falling, the ones that are attached to the dollar will fall with the dollars. The one that does not have no hold on to the dollars, they don't care. They wouldn't experience the dollar falling. If you have an attachment to dollars, when the dollars will fall, you might fall. If you have an attachment to women, when women will reject the person, so then the person will feel that fall. But if the person like, okay, like he doesn't have an attachment, million women can say no wouldn't care like 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 it's not it it doesn't it doesn't shake his stability because his stability does not depend on that this is also a very powerful advice for people that are struggling in shalom bite in marital peace you want to have peace with your wife you want to have peace in your house you want to have peace with your children you need to separate yourself from attachment it doesn't mean not to love not to care but you need to stand in a position of a giver and not a receiver. When you depend on them and your happiness depend on them, that if they, even that they are succeeding, then you're happy. Now, what you're gonna do with yourself if they might not, if they will choose not to. So the person who wants really to succeed in life needs to work with himself to find out who am I? Who am I want to be? What I want to do? Who am I as a husband, as a father, as a teacher, as a person in life? Who am I want to be? And then put all your energy to that direction to be that person you want to be with no connection to the outcomes. You'll be nice because you decided that you want to be a nice person. Not because that it's useful that you might being nice and then when you work like that without attachment without the need of being answered of receiving then all life situations will take place in front of you and you'll be able to deal with them and they will not make you fall and crash with them bye david oh i just said hello bye bye <laughs> Hello and, and goodbye. <laughs> In Hebrew, no, we say hello. It's, it's not so much. It's not so much of a. It's not so much of a. It's affecting me situation. It's more of a situation of, um, you know, seeking justice. And you know, this rabbi apparently, I looked him up. He has a name. He, uh, he is in. You know, he has a, a relatively decent sized name. People know him. Like there. Are, pictures of him blessing council women and I have no idea who it, who in the world he's affecting and what in the world he's doing and it's uh, I don't know it's just I can't shut it off like I, I, I heard people, some people told me to let it go some people told me that maybe there's a way that I can talk to someone but I don't really know who to talk to and let's uh, let's talk about it let's talk about it um yeah, private sure. and for we'll sure. see if maybe I have some more insight to give you about that situation yeah. sounds good sounds good thank but you in general 
Many are the fallings. There are many who falls. Don't be, don't be surprised. Even the highest mountains were covered in the flood. So also in our days, even the highest mountains can be covered with, with heresy, with, uh, with great lackings and bad attributes, bad midot, unfortunately. Be strong, David. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. So this was the Q&A for tonight. Thank you so much. Wonderful Sunday. I'm very, very happy to have you around. Please join us. Um, to anyone that is outside of the Amuna circle, you can contact us through info at amuna.com or check our website, amuna, E-M-U-N-A-H.com. And to see great content that is ready and served for you, we have great courses, great books, great um, classes and lessons um, for free, amazing opportunities to develop, to grow, and especially the Amuna circle that everyone in that circle will testify and admit how helpful and how useful and how great and a source of inspiration and stability it is for them. We're meeting three times a week for three sessions, actually four right now, if I'm not wrong, right? Also Wednesdays, boom, four times a week and a WhatsApp group, great community and all the best things that can happen. So everyone are welcome and thank you so much, my beloved friends and sisters and brothers. Thank you so much for your support, for your friendship. And Bezat Hashem, we're going to meet tomorrow and on Tuesday. Wednesday is already Passover. So we're very happy and grateful to Hashem that allowed us to be in touch in those wonderful days in these wonderful days ahead before to prepare the vessels for the great holidays of Pesach. Be'ezrat Hashem, we're going to talk about it more tomorrow and on Tuesday and may Hashem answer all our prayers and all our requests in no time in our days surrounded by all our most beloved ones. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you Hillary and thank you all. Thank you.